Hi, this is chapter 17 of the Pinderwicks, the next to last day. Batty woke up before Rosalind's alarm clock went off. There was no need for alarm when a dog is licking your face. Go away, she whispered to Hound. He pranced across the room and whined at the closet door. That wouldn't do. He would wake up Rosalind, who was still dreaming next to Ursula the bear. Batty slid out from bed, grabbed Hound by the collar, and tugged. Hound sat down and refused to budge. She tugged harder, all in vain. Disgusted, Batty let go of Hound, padded over to the bedroom door, and opened it. Almost before she could leave the room, Hound had bounded past her and down the hall to plant himself in front of her bedroom door. You want to see Jeffrey, don't you? She said. Hound looked mournfully at mournfully at her. Well, I'd like to see him too, but we can't, because he's asleep. So there. Hound answered with a short, defiant yip. But when Batty started down the steps to the kitchen, he followed her. Cereal was the only kind of breakfast Batty was allowed to fix by herself. And since the day she had spilled a gallon of milk on Hound's head, it had to be cereal without milk. She pulled a chair over the counter, climbed on it, got down the Cheerios box, and climbed off the chair. Just as she did every morning, she first poured Cheerios on the floor for Hound to lick up. Then she let him out the back door for what Mr. Pinderwick called his morning rituals. Now it was time for her own meal. She took the Peter Pan bowl off the low shelf where it was kept for her and paused with the Cheerio box in midair. Outside, Hound was barking, as though under attack by aliens from outer space. Batty looked out the screen door. It wasn't aliens, though they would have seemed scarcely less dreadful to Batty. It was Mrs. Tifton and Dexter, and Hound was doing his best to keep them away from the cottage. Batty backed away from the door, but she was too late. Mrs. Tifter had seen her. Biddy, let us in, she heard Mrs. Tifton yell. Good dog, that was Dexter, and Batty could tell he didn't mean it. Mrs. Tifton was shouting again, Dexter, get that dog out of my way. To Batty's horror, the next thing she heard was a smack and a loud dog yelp. She threw open the screen door and cried out to Hound. He rushed in, and Batty threw her arms around his neck and whispered soothing love words in his ear. Now, Mrs. Tifton and Dexter were right at the door, peering in at Batty. Mrs. Tifton wasn't her usual tidy self. Her hair was sticking up in strange places, and she was wearing bedroom slippers and an old raincoat over her nightgown. Biddy, we're looking for Jeffrey. May we come in? She said. Batty's answer was to lock the screen door. By God, she's locked us out, Dexter, said Mrs. Tifton. Where's your father, you naughty child? Remember, Brenda, she doesn't talk, said Dexter. I heard her call the dog. If she can talk if she wants to. Tell us if Jeffrey is here. I want my son. Batty wanted to run away from these awful people. But then who would stop them from coming into the house and hitting Hound again and finding Jeffrey and dragging him away? She had to be strong. Sky had said what it's, she had said was perfect. Well then, 
she would be perfect and protect the dog and the people she loved. Batty drew herself up and faced the enemy boldly. It's not that I can't talk. It's that I don't like you. And daddy says we're allowed to choose the people we talk to. Your daddy can go to, spat Mrs. Tipton. Brenda, please, said Dexter. Let me handle this. Handle what? said the voice behind Batty. Good morning, Batty. Oh, Daddy. Batty threw her arms around his knees. They hit Hound. The child's exaggerating, said Dexter. I gave the dog a gentle tap to stop his barking. Pardon me. This hasn't been the best introduction. I'm Dexter Dupree. You are Martin Pinderwick? Glad to meet you, and good morning, Mrs. Tifton, said Mr. Pinderwick, stroking Batty's curls. What can I do for you? It's Jeffrey. He's gone. I woke up early because I was worried. You see, we'd gone on a trip and had a terrible argument. Not terrible, said Dexter. And I went to go see if he was feeling better, and he wasn't in his room. There was only a golf bag in his bed and this note. She pressed a scrap of paper against the screen. I'll never go to Pensy. Don't bother to look for me, read Mr. Penderwick. I don't understand the boy. Pensy is an excellent school, said Dexter. Shut up, Dexter, said Mrs. Tifton. Oh, that's dreadful news, said Mr. Penderwick. But why have you come to us? Jeffrey hasn't been here since the day before yesterday. Oh, my God. Mrs. Tifton swayed a little. I was hoping I'd find him here. Your daughters, though, they'll know where he's gone. Please ask your daughters. Batty, do you know where Jeffrey is? Asked Mr. Penderwick, looking down at her. She said not a word, but looked up at him pleadingly, with all her heart in her face. After a long moment, Mr. Penderwick unlocked the screen door. I think you two had better come inside and sit down for a few minutes. I'll go upstairs and speak with the older three. I'll come with you, said Mrs. Tipton, bursting into the house and heading for the stairs. It's best if you wait here, said Mr. Penderwick. I, she said. Sit down, please, said Mr. Penderwick, firmly but kindly. Mrs. Tifton collapsed into a kitchen chair and buried her hand, her face in her hands. Dexter's, whose shoes Hound was suspiciously sniffing, sat down next to her and lifted his feet in the air. Come, Hound. You too, Batty, said Mr. Penderwick, and the three of them climbed the stairs. Mr. Penderwick knocked on Rosalind's door. The door opened a crack and Rosalind peeked out. Good morning, Daddy. Um, Daddy, whoops, she said, and dove away from the door to turn off the alarm clock, which had just started beeping. As soon as she let go of the door, Hound pushed through and ran over to her closet and barked. Rosalind grabbed him and dragged him back in the hall. As soon as she let go, he slided down to Batty's room and barked again. What's wrong with Hound? said Mr. Penderwick. Uh, nothing, said Batty. By now, the noise had woken Skye and Jane, and they joined the crowd in the hall. What's happening? said Jane, still half asleep. Is Jeff... Skye kicked her. Hound, be quiet, said Mr. Penderwick. Hound flopped down and started kick licking Batty's door. Now, girls. Yes, Daddy, 
answered all four, each looking impossibly innocent. Mrs. Tifton and Mr. Dupree are downstairs. They seem to have lost Jeffrey. I'm trusting that Jane hasn't carried him off in a hot air balloon. Oh, Daddy, of course not, said Jane. That's a good start. Now, to proceed a little further, can you tell me where he is? No one answered. Rosalind? No, Daddy. We may not, said Rosalind. Oh, if only she let Jeffrey sleep under Harry's tomato stand. He'd be gone by now, she thought. May you tell me if he's safe? He asked, scanning their faces carefully. Yes, he's safe, said Rosalind. And comfortable? Yes. Is he in Batty's room? There was a terrible silence, and everyone hung their heads. Oh, daughters, said Mr. Pinderwick. If you knew everything, you'd understand, said Skye. Please don't tell Mrs. Tifton he's here, said Jane. I have to tell her something. The poor woman is worried sick. He thought for a minute. All right, I'll tell her that I know so far that he's safe, and then I'll call her after I've tortured the truth out of my children. In the meantime, if any of you happen to see Jeffrey, he stepped closer to Batty's door and raised his voice, tell him not to worry too much. He's not alone in this. The door opened slowly and out stepped Jeffrey, very rumpled with dark circles under his eyes. Good morning, Mr. Pinderwick. I'm sorry to have caused so much trouble. No trouble at all, son, said Mr. Pinderwick. Would you like to tell your mother you're here? Thank you. I should go down and tell her myself. Jeffrey, no, said Skye. Let Daddy do it. It's over, Skye. I might as well go down there and face up to it, said Jeffrey. Besides, Rosalind said I should try one more time to get Mother to listen to me about Pensy. And I guess this is my chance. But what if I was wrong? Rosalind clutched her father's arm. She couldn't bear sending Jeffrey downstairs to suffer again. You weren't wrong, said Mr. Fenderwick. Jeffrey, would you like me to go with you? Yes, sir. Jeffrey squared his shoulders. Please. We all will, said Rosalind. Maybe just Jane. It killed Skye to say this. She's the only one that Mrs. Tifton doesn't completely despise. But Jeffrey, the rest of us will be right here if you need anyone. To beat anyone else up. <laughs> Just kidding, Daddy. Ha, he said, not with humor. Then step back so Jeffrey could lead. Okay, we'll stop there. And next time we'll find out what's going to happen when Jeffrey goes downstairs and talks to Dexter and his mother. Join us next time. See you soon.